I'm Gregory Sinclair, a resident artist here at Soul Pepper and the Wernham West Director of Audio Programs. Welcome to this week's podcast of the best from Soul Pepper's Saturday Cabaret Series. This week we welcome to the TD studio Suzanne McKenney, music director Steve Hunter, and special guest Colleen Allen on sax as they take us down the Missouri River to the other American musical melting pot in a show they call Kansas Sin City. As we're about to hear lax prohibition laws and a unique late night lifestyle only fueled the musical fire on the Missouri. Suzanne McKenney, and I am so excited that you're here tonight to join me in discovering this place that's so near and dear to me during its heyday of the 1930s, with its smoky clubs and torchy heartache and raucous energy. And to add a little extra boog in our boogie-woogie tonight, we've got a really special guest. I want to introduce you to our sister of soul on the sax, Colleen Allen. (laughs) 
somebody else I want you to meet is a musician that is well-versed in the art of boogie-woogie, blues, jazz, stride, ragtime, you name it, he can play it. Welcome the oh-so-talented Steve Hunter. Now, many of you know that um, I grew up in Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and Liberty, Missouri, to be exact, about 15 minutes from downtown Kansas City. Now, Liberty, Missouri is famous because we experienced the first daylight bank robbery in America in 1866. Thank you, right? By none other than the Jesse James gang, right? That'll put you on the map. So you'll, know, you'll find out tonight that uh, Kansas City is a crossroads for a lot of action in the past. And in fact, if you pay attention when you're watching the old westerns, the bad guy has just come in from Kansas City. <laughs> Watch your ass. So, yeah, so Kansas City. Kansas City is, uh, knowing what went on there when I was a kid, I, I just always thought it must have been so fun to grow up there, or, you know, to, to be alive during that time. And, you know, I've thought about it in the past, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I did even. Maybe I'm also Clara from another era. <laughs> and, Steve, maybe you're my brother from another mother. I'm Joe. Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. Hiya, Joe. <laughs> all right, well, th with that in mind, since we're all here together, and it's the 1930s, and I know my boy around, why don't you all join me, and I'll show you all the hot spots. What do you say? We'll go on a little bit of a Clara Club Crawl. What do you say? Let, in fact, let's hear it three times fast for dexterity. Clara Club Crawl. Clara Club Crawl. Cla All right, keep drinking. All right, here's the rule. There are no rules. <laughs> no, okay, I take it back. You've got to try the barbecue. Okay, now, just down over here is 12th and Cherry, and that's the Reno Club. That's where Count Basie and his Barons of Rhythm play. Now that place used to be a real rat hole. You know what, that place still is a rat hole. Funny though, now that Count Basie and the Barons are playing there, <laughs> seems so shiny somehow. Now if you follow 12th down here to Highland, you'll get to the Sunset Club, and that's where Pete Johnson and Big Joe Turner are playing. And that's the place to go late night, because that's where all the musicians like to jam after their regular gigs. And you'll find Pete Johnson banging away on the piano, and Big Joe Turner will be behind the bar or on the bar wailing it out. Oh, it's fabulous. It gets the crowd all whipped up. you got to go there before you leave town. Now, there's always music playing somewhere, but all the clubs are going from 10 o'clock at night all the way to 5 o'clock in the morning. And there's, there's 50 more clubs in this six-block radius. Like, there's the Hey Hey Club over here that I like. Down here on 7th, there is the uh, Woodside Hotel, owned by the Three Brothers. They're lots of fun. They always have a good party going there. And, well, jumping at the Woodside? Mm-hmm. Let's see, there's also Milton's down on the plaza. He's got Julia Lee singing all those risque songs like Snatch and Grab It. <laughs> Love her. There is always something going on in Kansas City. And, of course, I learned this a couple years ago. When I finally listened to all the talking my mama had been doing, she said, Clara, get out there, spread it around a little bit. So I finally moved out on my own and got my teeny little place right downtown Kansas City and started living the life. I tell you, you couldn't swing a cat without hitting one of these jazz clubs. It was bootleg and hotsy totsy at every turn. Then, oh, the music. Some of the best music you'll ever hear in your life. So pretty soon, I got a job as the coat check and started meeting some swanky tomatoes and making a little kale. And then, 
I met my future roommate, Crazy Marion. <laughs> we met at the Blue Room, you know, the place to be, see, and be seen. And oh, was it ever. Marion had 10 guys sitting all around us chatting us up one time. I never danced so much in one night. Well, pretty soon, Crazy Marion and I become roommates. And every night after work, we loved going out to some fun club. Now, some of our favorite clubs were the Paseo Club, and that's where Benny Moten and his orchestra played. Oh, those guys knew how to make a musical tune happen. Oh. Now, this particular night I'm thinking of, it was a Battle of the Bands night. Now, those happened all the time, and they were the best nights for music. So it was the Benny Moten Orchestra against the Thamen Hayes Band. Now, Thamen Hayes had been with Benny Moten, so it was the cream of the crop grudge match. I mean, everybody who was anybody was there. It cost 50 cents to get in. And boy, did those bands, I tell you, they acted like they were, nobody was getting out alive, you know? They didn't war, no warming up when they got up there. It was full guns blazing. Oh, what a great night that one was. Thamen Hayes ended up beating the Benny Moten, and the Benny Moten guys were so mad. I remember leaving the club that night. I looked down the alley. Some of the Benny Moten guys were duking it out with each other. They were so mad. Now, another, another club that we loved to go to was the Playmore Ballroom. Oh, to hear Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. Oh, the plush carpet and the velour drapes. It was so beautiful. And then uh, there was also that 14,000 square foot spring-loaded dance floor. There was always so many cute guys there. I mean, the odds were really good, you know? Because it was so big. Well, didn't Crazy Marion end up meeting some rich swank there some night, wanted to take her to New York on his private plane. <laughs> so the following week, she goes off to New York, and she says they end up at the Pantages Theater for this new opening of a new musical called Simple Simon. And she said the, the broad play and the lead comes out, and she's sauced to the gills. She said she practically took the curtain down, like literally. <laughs> said she thought of me immediately, that the show was okay, but that the, that sauced lead solo took the cake. Unfortunately, that actress got herself canned after that little dog and pony show, but oh, what I wouldn't have done to see that. Marion did it for me over and over. Well, you know what? I'll do it for you. It, it went like this. I work at the palace ballroom, but gee, that palace is cheap. <laughs> when I get back to my chilly hall room, I'm much too tired to sleep. I'm one of those lady teachers, a beautiful hostess, you know. <laughs> one that the palace features, not exactly a dime a throw, ten cents a dance, that's what they pay me. Gosh, how they weigh me down. Ten cents a dance, pansies and rough guys, tough guys who tear my gown. Why, this was like new! Seven to midnight, I hear drums. Loudly the saxophone blows. <laughs> Trumpets are tearing my Toes. 
Sometimes I think I found my hero, but it's a queer romance. What are you gonna do? All that you need is a ticket. Come on, big boy, ten cents a dance. Fighters and sailors and bow-legged tailors will pay for their tickets and rent me. Bushers and barbers and rats from the harbor. Hey, sweethearts, my good luck, cause it's too fast. amount of really successful and talented musicians in Kansas City in the 1930s. But one particular tenor saxophone player that had a huge following was named Lester Young. Now, Lester was known as the Prez, and he was nicknamed the Prez by his fan and friend, Billie Holiday, because he was the president of all saxophones. And he was also known for his hip talk. He wore a black pork pot, ha or pork pot, <laughs> pork pot. Pork, thank you, Clara from Minnesota. Pork pot, uh, say it again. Pork pie hat. Pork pie hat, pork pie hat. He wore a black one, pork pie hat. And he played his tenor saxophone off to a 45 degree angle like he was paddling a canoe. And he lived to challenge and to play with other instruments. Lester said one time, I, I stood up, I stayed up all night one time just because I was so excited to go to work the next day. Lester was uh, in demand as well. Um, there was a, a band called the, the Blue Devils that were the most successful touring band around the Midwest at the time. And they were always asking Lester to come join them. And he never thought they were making any money. And so he, didn't, he was tired of doing gigs and not making money. So he kept putting them off. And they said it wasn't until they pulled up in their brand new 1932 Ford sedan that he couldn't pack his bag fast enough. <laughs> Lester had big eyes for things he liked and no eyes for things he didn't. And if he wanted you to play more, he'd tell you to have another helping. Lester was a, he had a strange, strange way of calling everybody lady, whether you were male or female. Uh, Count Basie, who was a big supporter of his, was Lady Basie. And the boys in the band called him Miss Thing because of his effeminate qualities, from what I understand. And uh, he also nicknamed Billie Holiday Lady Day. Billie Holiday and he were good friends, good supporters, and great pals. And so this is a favorite that they used to do together. Once he dressed in tweeds and drapes, 
owned a Rolls Royce car. Now he seems so out of place, like a fallen star. While I worry, plan and scheme over what to do. Can't help thinking it's a dream. He's just too good to be true. I'm not much to look at, I'm nothing to see. I'm glad that I'm living and I'm lucky to be. I got a man crazy for me. He's funny that way. I don't have a dollar. He doesn't holler, he'd live in a tent. I got a man mad about me. He's funny that way.
Donaldson had a hit in 1930 called You're Driving Me Crazy. And it was a big hit. It was covered by Rudy Valley and uh, Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians covered that one. And um, this song was uh, the same, it had the same chord progression as the original theme song to Kansas City called The Moton Swing. And that was by the Benny Moton Orchestra. Now, Benny Moton was an African-American piano player, band leader, born in Kansas City. And he had the Benny Moten Orchestra. They were the biggest big band in Kansas City and all through the Midwest, all through the 20s and 30s. And Benny was supposedly a great band leader, very generous guy, and he also, um, he also was real savvy as a businessman. Uh, savvy in the way that he would hire some of the heavy hitters from rival bands like the Blue Devils. He hired Count Basie to take over on piano for him. He hired Lester the Prez Young. He hired um, uh, Jimmy Rushing and walking bass Walter Page, to name a few more. And um, uh, Count Basie said, I learned a lot from Benny. Benny was just watching him made me, made me love him. He was just uh, uh, he was a lovable guy. So anyway, our tribute to Benny Moten and his orchestra. Here's a little Benny flavor with You're Driving Me Crazy. I want to do a little Kansas City count off of this. Is that it? Serve it up. Is that all right? Let's all hear right. it. One, two, three, four.
there's always good music playing around. I tell you, you're so lucky you're in Kansas City tonight. Now, you might notice we're in a new neighborhood. This is 14th and Sherry. It's a lot brighter in here. <laughs> it's how it, how it goes, you know? You step over one line, it's a new world. So, 14th and Sherry, you'll notice there's some women sitting in the windows, right? And some of them are knitting, and some have lights around their windows. Well, the lights aren't so they can see the knitting. That's so we can see their faces. And we're in the red light district, if you haven't guessed. And you might notice we put some nickels on, on around you so that you can um, see the girls, once they see us, they're going to start tapping their nickels against their windows because they like to get our attention. And so we thought maybe you'd like to say hi back because, you know, they love lovely visitors. So, oh, hi, girls. Yeah, yeah, we're here. In the, yeah, we got some new friends. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. No, 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 false alarm. Sorry, don't want to get the wrong idea. We're just on our way down to Fox's for a drink. Well, um, you know what? I don't want to make anybody's decision for them. If anybody wants to linger longer here, we're going to be down in Fox's for a drink. See you later, ladies. Come on, Joe, I'll buy you a drink. Oh, I've been having them, been having them all day long. I got the heebies, but I can't go wrong. Because when I got them, I just roll along. Listen, everybody, sing this song I'm singing about that dance that makes you shake your shoes I'm singing about that song they call the heebie-jeebie blues they call the heebie-jeebie dance oh wa la 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 loo they call the heebie-jeebie dance well I got the heebies I got the heebie-jeebies I'm talking about I got the heebie-jeebie blues sweet cause they on come on now just a little bit of joy said babe don't you know it come on and show it and it won't Say, come on down to that dance. Call the heebie jeebie dance, young man. Call the heebie jeebie dance. Well, but I do that, but I I'll get back to your crib so you don't get all ivy-divy on me. <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed rubbing up against a little of the patina of Kansas City tonight. It has been so fun to be in this great city with you. Come back anytime. We'll always have a cold drink for you, a good tune, and a bunch of noisy nickels if you're up for it. Whatever you got in mind. Thank you very much. I knew we were going to have converts on this one. It's been so fun to be able to bring Kansas Sin City to Soul Pepper. So thank you tonight to Greg Sinclair and Albert Schultz for having us here. 
thank you all for coming out and getting a babysitter or doing whatever you needed to do to come out and have a little special night. Please uh, help me welcome, or not welcome, but thank our fabulous saxy sister on the saxophone, Colleen Allen. <laughs> My sister from another mister. And please give a huge round of applause as well to the, that Rasputin of rhythm, the Earl of the 88s, my right hand man. Rasputin. You like that? Steve Hunter! Woo! We have got one more tune for you. This is from one of my favorite female artists, Dinah Washington, queen of the blues. This just seems to fit that Kansas City. It has that sass and kick ass of Kansas Sin City. This is My Man's an Undertaker, and he's got a coffin just your size.
You've been listening to the very best of this last Saturday's Soul Pepper Cabaret, Kansas Sin City, conceived, developed, and performed by Suzanne McKenney and Steve Hunter with special guest Colleen Allen. Join us this coming Saturday at the Young Center for the Performing Arts as Soul Pepper Academy graduate Richard Lamb takes some of the best new music from Drake, The Beeb, and The Weeknd and connects the dots between them and another generation of standards from the likes of Springsteen and Alanis Morissette. He'll be joined by Andrew Penner, Anna Atkinson, and surprise guests. For more information, go to soulpepper.ca, click on Performances and Music at Soul Pepper for all the details. Seating is extremely limited. Music programming at Soul Pepper is made possible by the generous support of the Slate family, and our audio recordings are thanks to Richard Wernham and Julia West. I'm Gregory Sinclair. Thanks for listening.